Hey everybody, welcome into localjobnetwork.com radio. I'm your host, Tim Muma. This is Management Decisions, a podcast designed to give you insights and strategy that employers and upper management need to think about. One of those hot topics is the idea of a flexible work environment, as many current and potential employees are looking for more options. Joining the show to talk about some of the skepticism employers might have about flexible environments is an experienced human resources professional and founder of Acacia HR Solutions. Her name is Sabrina Baker. Sabrina, how are you doing today? I'm good. I'm good. How are you? I'm doing fine. Thank you. And thanks for coming on the show, of course. And we always like to check in with our guests when it comes to a topic. First and foremost, what your experience is in dealing with the subject we're talking about today. So what sort of background or relationship has you, have you had with the idea of a flexible work environment? Sure. So I was in corporate America for 11 years, and I was a human resource director. And so the last seven of those years, I worked from home. I was in a call center environment. I was able to work from home. I traveled a lot. And we were able to create programs where our call center agents could also um, have very flexible hours or work from home as well. And so I I've had experience in the corporate environment actually creating and myself having a very flexible environment. Since that time, I started my own business, and now I work with primarily smaller businesses all the way from startups to you know maybe when they're growing to around 200 employees, okay. and always working with them in ways to, that they can be more flexible because it's something that employees are really looking at now, something that candidates are looking at right. when they're looking at new employers is how flexible can they be. Well, that's perfect. Obviously, you have uh, tons of experience with it and really on both the sides of the table. How would you define, though, what a flexible work environment is? Because I think a lot of people might see it in a, a so, small box, so to speak. But how would you define it for those listening? Yeah, I think you're absolutely right. I think that most of the time when we say flexible work environment, leaders automatically hear work from home. Sure. And that's what they think that means. But it actually can mean a lot of things. It just means helping your employees balance their work and their life. How can you do that better? It could mean just changing their hours. I give the example often of when I was in an environment where I needed to be in the office, but I was facing a crazy um, traffic every day. I was, I was facing rush hour. And so my boss just let me change my hours to where I wasn't driving in rush hour. Nice. And that was very flexible for me. And so it can be very, very simple. Sometimes employees just need part-time hours, or sometimes they could work four 10-hour shifts instead of you know, five, eight-hour shifts and have a Friday off. And so flexibility can mean a lot of different things. It can mean a two-hour lunch so that they can go and visit a doctor um, or do mm. something with their children at school. And so we get stuck in this idea that, that flexible means work at home, and it, it doesn't. It just means how can you help your employees balance both what they need to do for you and what they need to do for your life. Why is it then do you think that so many employers, and you know, not necessarily have numbers to back that up, but have concerns about moving to this idea of a flexible work environment? I think, I mean, do they think it's just going to disrupt everything? I mean, what have you noticed as to reasons why they don't necessarily want to do it or they're unsure about what to do? I think there's, there's two main things that happen. One, for some reason, they're stuck in the idea that they need to be able to see people to be productive. Ah. They need to be able to have everybody together and in the same office and work in the same hours in order to keep up momentum and growth. And the other issue, and maybe kind of the larger underlying issue, is trust. They don't mm -hmm. really trust that their employees, if they are working from home, or if they're working hours where their boss is not you know, sitting right next to them, sure. they don't trust that they're actually going to get the work done. And so there's this whole you know, kind of trust and delegation factor that comes into it that leaders are just really leery that, that things are going to fall apart, that productivity is going to 
falter and that, that employees are just not going to do what they're supposed to do. Is there a simple solution to that in your mind to help change that frame of mind? I think you touched on it, that trust aspect being such a, a huge deal. I mean, does it come down to, I don't know, an employee saying, look, you can monitor what I do? Or I mean, how do you get past that? Yeah, there are so many so many ways that you can monitor employee performance outside of the workplace now with all of the technology we have. But I think the biggest thing for, for companies to think about is just smart, start small. You don't have to open up this huge working from home program for every single employee in your office. You know, maybe there's a, a person that you start with and, and you just offer slow pieces of, of flexible work environment mm-hmm. as time goes on. You don't have to create this huge program. Just start small, start with, you know, maybe allowing people to take an extended lunch if they need to because they have a doctor's appointment or changing their hours up just a little bit, maybe just 30 minutes here and there. And then, yeah, if you have to use technology to monitor, then you can certainly, you know, there's, there's more than enough technology available now that you can monitor what employees are doing at all times. Another concern I think that I've seen and heard about is the idea of possibly giving one person this flexibility or, or a specific area where they can, you know, take some extra time or, or different hours. And then they don't necessarily offer it to the person next door because their situation is different. Is there a certain way to handle that where maybe one person wants to be able to work from home three days a week and the other person says, well, hey, I, I, my situation's different, but I'd still like to do that. I mean, how do you handle delegating, handing out those sort of, uh, I guess, perks? Yeah, I think that you have to think about what positions does it make sense for. And really, you, you don't want to base it so much on personal situations, but okay. more on, you know, positions and, you know, what what roles in the company can we allow this? Because there's not, I, as I mentioned, I worked in a hospital for a long time. Well, most jobs in a hospital can't be worked from home, sure. jobs, right? They, they need to be in the hospital. So I think that in every organization, there are probably roles, especially if they're customer facing, that it's never going to work for them to, to work from home or to have overly flexible hours. So you have to define the role that it makes the most sense. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you can start a pilot and say, look, we're just starting it with this particular role, these people. And then as it works, we'll roll it out to the rest of the company and offer it over time and just kind of do that in a, in a slow progress so that you're not offering it to everybody at once, but eventually everybody is getting the opportunity. Sure. Do you see the idea of flexible work environment being an advantage to a larger organization or a smaller one? And obviously I'm speaking generalities here, but if you had to give sort of the edge to one or the other, which one would you lean toward? I think it's the advantage to the smaller organization. I think that employees, you know, they, when you offer flexibility, you often get more productivity actually, Mm. because they, they can work at midnight. They can work at 3 a.m. Maybe you don't know. You know, if you're allowing them to take laptops home and, and do work at home, then they're going to work when it's best convenient for them, where if you're locking them down to eight hours in the office, then you're only getting those that time right. out of them. And so I think a smaller organization can actually get a lot more productivity out of their employees and give them the advantages that large organizations have because they're allowing employees to kind of work on their own time when it's most productive for them and, and usually end up doing more work and they're happier. So, you know, the, the best thing you can have is happy employees who want to stay with you and help you grow. And that flexibility often often produces that. Do you see it then as a way to draw in better talent as well? Oh, absolutely. I As a recruiter, I work with candidates all the time. And I can tell you that it's one of the top items on a list mm-hmm. these days that candidates are wanting is, you know, I want to know that I can take my kid to the doctor. I want to know that I can work at home if I absolutely needed to, or that there's some thought of, you know, flexibility there. It's something that they often talk about. Candidates all across the career level, so from entry level all the way up to executives are looking at 
you know, how can we be more flexible in the in my next role? Sure. What would you point to then are the biggest mistakes that an employer might be making if they are trying to implement it or uh, maybe they, they currently have a, a setup? What would you point to as being those common problems that employers end up maybe even creating for themselves in situations like that? I think the biggest one is lack of communication. Hmm. There are employers who do great things. They say, okay, we're going to let everybody be flexible, work when you want, you know, work from home, work from wherever you want. And then they lose that communication piece. So they're not keeping in touch with those employees. They're not checking in with them. The managers are having no touch bases. So while I think flexible work environments are great, you still have to have your meetings. You still right. have to call everybody into the office every once in a while and have that, you know, lunch or dinner or whatever that's going to kind of bring everybody together. So I think that the biggest mistake that happens and the reason why things may not work is that you lose that communication. Your employees are out of touch. They don't feel connected. Your leaders don't know what the employees are doing because they're not talking to them. And so communication, it can be a huge error in a flexible work environment. Mm -hmm. Now, obviously, you touched on where some industries or specific jobs, you, you can't necessarily offer up a whole lot of options when it comes to the flexible work environment. But in situations where it clearly is available, I mean, how important do you think it is for businesses to really look into it and utilize it, especially you're talking about the idea of uh, the war for talent, as you like to hear about? I think it's crucial. I think that it's something that all employers should be thinking about. If they have the opportunity to be flexible, if their environment allows for that, I think it, it, it makes sense. And, you know, I, have, I live in Chicago, and I have a lot of clients who rent office space mm -hmm. downtown, which is not cheap. And I say to them all the time, why are you renting office <laughs> space? Why do you need everybody here? You could be saving money. So it's not just about, you know, the, making your employees happy and giving them more flexibility, but it can be financially beneficial to a company, too, that's spending money on overhead when they don't need to. And so I think that as companies, you know, want to grow and they want to expand, it also opens up your talent pool, you know, if you decide that people can work from anywhere, then you could have somebody working in, you know, Miami or China for that matter. And so I think that it's crucial if companies are going to want to keep up and grow and kind of win the war for talent, then absolutely, they're going to have to look at ways to be a little bit more flexible. Sure. What's your take on the idea of the millennial generation? We hear that a lot as far as that's where this is all coming from and that this generation has this entitlement idea and they want everything. They want their cake and eat it too. Do you see that as being a concern? Do you think that's just the way that technology is created? I mean, how do you see that fitting into everything we're talking about with that flexible work environment? Yeah, I'm not one who usually likes to differentiate the, the generations. I think that it's more of a technology thing. I okay. think that just the way that our world has evolved and the way that our life has evolved, we're, we're an on-the-go society, regardless of age. It's not just about new grads or millennials. It's about, you know, the people who are have small children and they could be in their 30s and 40s. And technology has just allowed us to be able to access information and do more of what we need to do from anywhere. And I think that's really what's driving this whole idea that, you know, we want to be flexible in every part of our life, which includes our career. Well, Sabrina, I truly appreciate the conversation and can tell you have a passion for this and, and really do believe in really the amount of benefits that you can have with a flexible work environment. And we always like to give our guests the final word on the conversation we've been having, give our listeners a, a nice takeaway from everything we've been talking about. So if you could emphasize something or, or maybe touch on uh, an area we haven't spoken about, what would you like to leave our listeners with today? You know, I think it's just important to start thinking about this before the employees ask before it becomes a big deal, start thinking about it now. And then just over time, implement slowly ideas and programs that you can do to be more flexible with your employees. 
Very well put. And with that, our time has come to a close on this edition of Management Decisions. And we've been talking about maybe some of the concerns employers have about flexible work environments, but of course, the options and benefits that do come along with that idea as well. Our expert guest on the subject has been Sabrina Baker. Again, she's the founder of Acacia HR Solutions. Go ahead and Google that. You'll find that uh, also AcaciaHRSolutions.com is specifically where you'll find more information. Sabrina, thanks again for bringing us your experience and insight today. Thank you. And as always, we want to hear from you, the listeners as well. Just shoot us an email to ljnradio at localjobnetwork.com if you have any comments, questions, or suggestions for any of our podcasts here on LJN Radio. Once again, I'm Tim Muma. Take care, everybody.